there's many people that are listening to this to this podcast, this this radio show that may feel frustrated or stressed or tired that want to throw in the towel and give up on themselves, give up on their dreams. Whatever your dream is, whatever your goal is, whatever your ambition is, whatever your desire is, do not give up. There are so many people out there that care about you more than you realize. Every single person that you need, every single dollar that you need to, to accomplish whatever it is that you, that you came here to do, it's there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I'm Amanda Johnson, your host, and I am absolutely delighted to be here today with you, sharing this space with a very, very special guest of mine. I always like to say a little bit about how I know these guests and how they have swirled into my life in such magical and miraculous ways, and today's guest is no different. Jonathan and I became connected earlier this year through the magical platform of Facebook and through some mutual friends and mentors. And from the first time we connected, I knew that there was something special. There was something synchronistic about us coming together. And of course, it has proven to only be that and more. Um, as I'm going to be telling you a little bit more, more about Jonathan, what he does, he came into my life and helped me see myself more clearly than I had before. And he helped me remember who I am in this world more clearly and better than I had before, which is why I am so excited to introduce him to you and to have him on this show to share that gift of his and so much other wisdom with each of you. So today we welcome Jonathan Masalinus, the president of Empowered Publicity. And for over 16 years, Jonathan has been helping athletes, authors, coaches, healers, spiritual teachers, singers, and musicians promote their talents and expand their audiences. His ability to highlight the best of what an artist brings to the table is uniquely exceptional. With the power of enthusiasm and determination, Jonathan is a seasoned professional at taking ideas and turning them into realities. As a publicist, he understands the challenges that aspiring and rising artists face as they step out in faith and follow their own paths of service. He uses his networking savvy, well-developed organizational skills and powerful positive energy to promote and establish name recognition for all of his clients. A true partner in promotion, Jonathan empowers his clients with the personal attention and dedicated support they need to fulfill their dreams and expand the reach of their work. And again, I can at attest to having experienced just a taste of that already this year. So Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Amanda, thank you for extending this wonderful invitation and for those extremely kind words. And before we begin, I just want to say how far that you have come. It seems like a lot is happening more in the course of a given day than before. And you have truly expanded and really come into your own just within less than one year. So not only thank you very much, I'm very grateful for this invitation to be on your radio show, but also just so proud of you and how far that you've come in just a short period of time in truth. 
Well, thank you so much. I fully receive that. And it really is a testament to what happens, what is possible on this journey and what happens when we really open up and, and lean into the faith and the trust and our intuition, much like what we're going to be talking about today, I believe, in, mm-hmm. in our conversation. So thank you for that. And I'll say that... Um, you know, the theme or the topic that came to the surface for today's conversation, which you listening out there, stay tuned, because I know it's going to be packed with some goodies. Uh, this is such a, again, synchronistic uh, theme. And when you sent over to me, you know, what it is that you stand for and who you are in this world, uh, I immediately just lit up because you say that you are here to help others share their story from an open heart. And of course you do that in so many ways, um, professionally, and I think even personally. And of course that resonates with me and my current place in life as things that have been shifting for me over the last year. And I've been called more and more, not only to share my own story as an author, but now help others bring their stories into the world because I'm learning and realizing it is so important. And we're gonna talk more about this today, why it's so important to do just that. And of course then, the support to do that and getting out of your own way to do that and all the things that I imagine we might be talking about. So I loved it when I got that from you. And for those of you who know the show, you'll, um, you know that I love to start off with a quote. And for those who are new, well, here we are. I like to begin the show reading a quote from a teacher, a mentor, a guide, someone who has inspired me on my own journey. And we use that as the catalyst, as the springboard, if you will. And of course, it was very clear to me who I would read from or recite today because uh, I know Jonathan has quite an affinity for this teacher as much as I do. He even looks like a younger version of him, in my opinion, and he has a very similar story to him as well as my understanding goes. So today I will be reading once again a quote from um, the late Dr. Wayne Dyer, who has been such uh, an influencer in so many people's lives and a source of inspiration. So I'm going to read this quote, and I would love for those listening and Jonathan, even yourself, to hear these words. Be as present with them as possible. Allow them to impress upon you and and hear what it has to say to you in this moment in time, right? That's the beautiful thing about words and truth is we can read something one day and read it another and we hear something different. So perhaps you've heard this quote before, but I ask for you to tune in and hear what it what it says to your heart today. And then I'll ask you what that was and we'll we'll use that to start our conversation. So here is the quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer. That music that you hear inside of you, urging you to take risks and follow your dreams, is your intuitive connection to the purpose in your heart since birth. Be enthusiastic about all that you do. Have that passion with the awareness that the word enthusiasm literally means the God ethos within eism don't die with your music still in you now i imagine that that quote might mean quite a bit to you jonathan and i would love to hear your reflections on it now i find it very fitting i don't necessarily want to use the word odd because i don't believe that there's any such thing as uh 
coincidences in any way, shape, or form. And nearly three years ago to the day of us recording this program and the upload of this interview, that Wayne made his transition. And also his sister here on Earth, Louise Hay, they decided to transition on the same day, separated obviously by by some earthly time apart. Um, the thing that comes to me when you share that to, to start the this this wonderful conversation, which I'm so excited for, is there is a, a salt cave here in the Buffalo area where I reside. It's called uh, Aura Salt Cave and Wellness, I believe, and they sell essential oil diffusers. And this is probably about uh, give or take a year or so ago. And I found one that had music notes on it, and I said, okay, but I automatically knew what that was telling me, and. It was related to what you just shared that, you know, every single person here, whether you are short, tall, blonde or blue, uh, African-American, Caucasian, uh, Muslim, Catholic, or you worship the sun, whatever, whatever your cup of tea is, we all came here for a reason. And we didn't come here to just go through the motions. We didn't come here to pay taxes and die. We didn't just come here to just float through life. We came here to be enriched. We came here for the experiences. We came here for the whole cornucopia, <laughs> the whole uh, Skittles rainbow of emotions. And I, I feel that we'll, we'll obviously talk about this more throughout the course of our time together today, is, is that especially empaths, light workers, spiritual entrepreneurs, whatever, whatever terminology that you wish to use, we're realizing that more and more that we have these skills, these gifts, and these talents, and it's the result of, you know, past pains and fears and traumas that we can tend to close up, that many of us are used to the old sorts of relationships, the dysfunction, the stress, the drama, the chaos, that we don't really know what healthy relationships look like. Now, that started to shift, and this is starting to shift in all forms and fashions, personally, professionally, spiritually, when you bring in that other individual into your life, your beloved. And we're really stepping into a very, a very pivotal time of bliss and peace and empowerment. The question is, is and I, I pose this to the listening audience here at the Being Inspired Radio Show, are you ready for that? Because it's very easy to just know the old is the old. It, it's all that you know. So even if your life may appear to be in shambles right now, or maybe not, you, you're not exactly where you wish to be on your path right now, do you acknowledge that there's something really awesome and amazing that is actually starting to open up? And most importantly after that, are you allowing yourself to receive that? Because when both of those things click in, you're opening up your heart. And there's really no other way as far as I'm concerned. Now moving forward from here, it's either full and open heart or nothing else. I love that. And absolutely, because then I think you highlighted something right there at the end that first of all, we need to have that recognition or that realization. And then we need to go that second step and decide that we're willing, right? We're willing to go there and we're willing to open and I want to link all this back to exactly, you know, again, what the quote said and also what um, you shared with me in some of your materials ahead of time is, why do you think so many of us have a hard time sharing our stories with an open heart? Where, where does, in, either in your own life or perhaps in, in having worked with clients, what's going on? Why are we not even, you know, maybe even realizing that we have it? 
and why are we afraid to share it? I think a large majority of it ties into what I briefly mentioned a few moments ago, which I can I, I can expand upon is is that the way that we were wired beforehand in terms of pains and and traumas and and things of that nature, um, it can it can tend to be a lot. And I know that one of the reasons why I, I had a conversation many years ago with one of my uh, earliest teachers. And she had cheered with me. She said, John, you came here this lifetime to learn to express your emotions, to feel your feelings, and allow yourself to be vulnerable. Now, that in itself, like, you could, like, that's a huge purpose. So if, if many of you are struggling and saying, you know, what's my life's purpose? What am I here to do? Just to be able to further along in your own evolution, not just professionally, but we're talking like the larger picture, your soul. If you can say at the end of your, 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 your experience here on earth that you are now able to, as you move forward, as your soul moves forward to express your emotions, to feel your feelings and to be vulnerable, like that is absolutely huge. And I think that many of us, uh, it was interesting because just a couple of days ago, uh, I was watching one of my favorite musicals of all time for the first time, the movie version of the Phantom of the Opera. And the reason why I bring this up, Amanda, is that we're so used to wearing masks. We're so used to wearing multiple masks and having multiple labels. I think it was Kierkegaard, if I'm not mistaken, that said, once you label me, you negate me. And we feel that we are these bells and these whistles, these titles. Um, I'm even still a little, a little uncomfortable with being referred to as president of empowered publicity because I know that terminology is important. It's just a matter of how you actually use that. But I've been learning more and more. This is not just with the experience with my clients but with myself as well and, and, and together in terms of our work together, that the more that you allow things to be simplified, the more that you really take the time to do that internal work and realize that, you know, just because something happened yesterday or if your life was like Bill Murray in the movie Groundhog Day. I love making movie analogies, by the way, Amanda, in case you can't tell, this is the second one in our time thus far. If you felt like your life is going in a, in, in a cyclical fashion, it's kind of like, you know, same thing every day or, you know, you hear because I used to work in the collections industry, you know, before before my time doing publicity work for nearly 13 years. And one of the infamous quotes that I would hear is I'm living the dream. I'm just living the dream. And it's so drenched with sarcasm and people feel like that's it. Like, you know, that there is this nine to five, that this is all you have to do. And you have to have the certain benchmarks. You got to be married by a certain time, have kids by a certain time, retire by a certain time, et cetera, and so forth. And this really all ties into just that experience of just believing in life in the way in which we knew, as well as allowing ourselves to realize that uh, it's, it's not just the, the pain or the hurt that there is really when you allow yourself to be on the other side of it and to move through that there really is, get this, third movie analogy, second musical analogy, just like Aladdin. And there's the song, A Whole New World. Jasmine and Aladdin were not just whistling Dixie. It's really the truth for us right now if we choose to believe that. Oh, amazing. You and as many analogies as you'd like to give, by all means, throw them in there. I, I want to say so what I hear you saying and to summarize and then see if I'm, I'm getting this for our listeners is that essentially we 
we come in, we have all these fears, we have all these insecurities that have been programmed into us. It's the way of how it used to be. And uh, we lose sight a little bit of there's some other purpose here. There's something greater here for us. Um, We start to adopt these identities, put on these masks, feel like, you know, there's a certain thing that success needs to look like, or even our purpose needs to look like. And I'm so glad that you pointed that out, that sometimes we get on this 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 uh, bandwagon that the purpose that we are all here for uh, needs to be this grandiose external uh, expression, which mm-hmm. it can be. And yet I, I remember reading uh, Eckhart Tolle when he talks about, and I believe it's in A New Earth, though it could have been The Power of Now. One of those, I think it was A New Earth, where he talks about that we have our, our primary purpose, which is why I think your teacher was just so brilliant working with you in this way to say is to do that inner work, to to yep. recognize that we are here to evolve our inner um, experience forward, to become more vulnerable, to become more trusting, to become more open and expanded. And then from that point, may we extend our purpose into the external, which is of course, ultimately, I think, um, what this music inside of us is yearning to do. So, but, but we have to remember that first stage. And so I love that you identified that we first have to come to the, the, the realization that there is something within us that desires to be expressed. Uh, and yet it doesn't have to look the way we thought it did for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, right? It needs to be that inner work first, then we can express it. So then my question is, now that we know we have the song within us, the music within us that desires to be shared with the world, and we see what's been holding us back from that, meaning our fears, our insecurities, uh, the, the identities we've been war- wearing, and, and the masks that we've been um, uh, using to shield ourselves and protecting ourselves, how do we begin to share these stories? How do we trust ourselves? How do we move forward? several things. One is, is that I, I, I feel it gets to a tipping point. You know, we, we, we kind of have to coach ourselves. Like, you know, I mentioned Louise Hay, God rest her soul, at the very beginning of our time together. And one of her expressions was, I am safe and all as well. Now, when you're starting on your path, it's kind of like you, you, you say it, but you're like faking it till you make it like, okay, no matter what's happening around me, I'm safe and all as well. I'm safe and all as well. And it's, it's just words. And it, it's interesting because, you know, growing up, I used to be a very and, and still was one of the most positive people. People would tell me, John, you're one of the most positive people that I've ever met. And the thing is, is that I was wishing for other people this positivity, this abundance, these miracles, these love, this love, but I felt that I was not worthy of it. So I was a natural giver. Give, 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 give. But I wasn't allowing myself to receive at that same point. I had felt, I I kind of felt that beforehand that I played like the role of the peacemaker, where like only if someone else was happy, could I be happy? Or only if someone else felt loved, could I feel love? And it was a matter of, I mean, it it took a, a long period of time, but it took in truth the exact amount of time that it actually did. I think that many of us tend to beat the crap out of ourselves. 
like uh, and and if you're if you're listening to this interview right now, you know, feel free to raise your hand. Like it's okay if you've beaten the crap out of yourself. Like it's okay. Like that actually serves a purpose because you get to the point where you realize, as I mentioned, that tipping point where you no longer need to do that. You you acknowledge that the universe is working on your behalf. Again, that may sound like a little cliche at first. Like okay, you know, abundance is all around me, and I'm so blessed in this and this. But you can look back on your life. It's kind of like um, like a divine tapestry. Uh, one of my uh, one of my friends, uh, Anita Morjani, who's the author of the New York Times bestselling book Dying to Be Me, I had been blessed to have uh, met her multiple times over the past several years, and she talked at one point about how life is like a divine tapestry, and how you can look back, and even though if there's something that you're moving through right now and wondering why the hell is it happening, you can ask yourself two things. One is what am I meant to learn from this? But also you can look back and see how every experience, every connection, every single thing comes together. Ideally, before you transition and you, you know, return back to the spiritual realm, most people, and some people may have regrets at the end of their life. It's, that kind of comes with the earthly territory. But ideally, you can look back. Most people, you know, before they transition, in some way, shape, or form, they will have that belief system. I feel that their inner self does, that everything happened exactly the way that it should. That, that, you know, would you really want to change anything? Because if everything was happening exactly as it's meant to, why would you want to change anything? So it's also tying to what you, you shared about the importance of surrendering. And for me, like the simplest things seem to be the most difficult. John, you can let go. John, you can surrender. Jonathan, you can love yourself, et cetera, and so forth. And like the simplest things, sometimes we tend to make the most complex. But everything really is as easy as we make it out to be. So if you believe that you are worthy of receiving, guess what? Right now, the universe is like going through a drive-through. And their universe is asking, what would you like? And I believe going back to, to Wayne, and he would, he would mention, you know, when the universe asks you, how may I serve you? And there's this constant dialogue that's, how may I serve you, universe? And the universe says, how may I serve you? So the, the other thing that I want to be able to bring up briefly, if I may, is the importance of, and this was a very instrumental part of my own path, is the importance of, of asking and receiving and being able to have that constant flow in the process to be able to ask the universe, to ask anybody, how may I serve you before what's in it for me? When we talk about closed hearts, Amanda, we have this old school misconception, this old school paradigm, this old thought process, these limiting beliefs. I got to make sure I'm taken care of first. Now, depending on what perspective that you look at, there may be a little bit of de degree of truth to that. You know, you definitely have to make sure that you fill your cup up first before you fill anybody else's cup. But when you get to the point of consistently, consistently, consistently asking what's in it for me and making sure that you've got that extra zero at the end of your bank account. Or make sure that you have the extra car, the extra bell, the extra whistle, the extra pair of jeans. It's not just that there's nothing wrong with those things, but if it becomes a consistent pathway of acquisition, I know that that's, that's how I lived a good percentage of my life. Like I didn't feel I was happy unless I had this person or this bell or this, or this trinket. And there was a lot of emptiness that was actually inside. And once I began to take the time and really invest in myself and invest in my inner healing and actually just not be afraid of the pain, when you move through all of that, 
you can expand. You can expand personally. You can expand professionally. Again, you have to be able to, well, you don't necessarily have to, but you have a choice. You can either walk your walk and talk your talk, do the internal work and see your external realm shift and change, or you can, you know, keep doing all the sorts of things and do what it is you did before, not take the necessary action steps, not listen to your own guidance, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well, and see what that happens at the exact, uh, for the exact opposite perspective. Absolutely. Okay. Let me, um, so let's see here. We have, when we, what I heard you say a lot of was trust, 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 right? So part of us learning how to share our stories from an open heart, to be open hearted, uh, to, to make sure this music doesn't die within us is to trust uh, everything, to trust that the universe has our back. Again, many cliches, right? To trust that we are being supported, that it is happening for us. And we can do that by seeing exactly how everything fed into this beautiful tapestry of life. I also heard you say that we, um, at one point, so there's actually two, it's almost a juxtaposition here. On the one hand, there is a need to understand our worthiness to receive. There are so many of us, especially if you identify as a healer, as a, um, a you know, teacher, as a whatever you call it, mentor, etc. There's a good chance, even an entrepreneur probably, there's a good chance that your primary default setting is, I want to give primarily because I don't believe I am worthy of receiving. So that's the catch, right? So I heard you point that out. Yes, we need to be of service. That was the second thing you said. If it's all about what's in it for me, we're not going to be coming from an open heart. But there is a balance. And I know you talk about this a lot, that if we are only coming from a what's in it for me, we're not being of service and we're not going to be living outwardly that that music within us and being of service with an open heart equally if we're only being of service meaning we haven't yet realized our own worthiness to receive we're also going Mm -hmm. to be out of balance and not able to share our gifts so i think that was critical that you said that because again that is being of service is important i want to know from your perspective either in your own life or by witnessing some of your clients why is it important meaning what sort of difference does it make in the lives of others when we share our stories and our music from an open heart because again we are being of service when we do it but have you how have you seen that play out so that those of us you know listening going but i want to be of service i don't want to just you know do this for me right i don't want to just receive 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 no you're not going to just receive 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 because you are going to be giving from an even stronger more powerful place what does that look like in terms of the difference it's made in other people's lives I'll mention uh, both personally as well as professionally. Ideally, when you are on the other end of something, whatever that may necessarily look like, there are people that are in this particular moment in time going through what you had gone through. When you open your heart and when you share your story, Ideally, one of the goals that I know that I have put out is to be able to share what it is that I had learned in the process so that someone can take whatever it is that they're meant to take from that portion of my story, my journey, so that that they can maybe uh, prevent themselves from maybe some of the things that I had navigated through. So like just a couple of brief things on, on my end, like I... I was afraid of my own success. I was afraid. I had a fear of failure. I had a fear of 
falling. I had a fear of the past coming back to bite me. I mean, there were just multiple sorts of stories that I kept telling myself. And so I had manifested the opposite end of the equation. You know, I, at one point I had an eviction notice in my hand. At one point I was given a, a, a diagnosis of perceived testicular cancer. And I use the word perceived for your listening audience because I do believe that you can heal yourself from anything. And it didn't take me that long of a period of time to realize that it was an illusion. It was just, you know, it was God's way of saying, John, you know what, it's time to love yourself. And, you know, I just, those are two examples. So do you really need to be clobbered over the head with a baseball bat? And again, you know, it, I, I use that very, very gently because, you know, the universe will give us these little nudges in terms of, are you listening? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? And you have a choice. You can kind of drown out your own intuition. You can shut down your internal guidance system and just go on autopilot. Or you can think that, quote unquote, you know it best. Like, you know, here's a little joke that we've all heard. My plan or God's plan? Normally, God's plan <laughs> probably is, is, is much better than you can actually realize. And when you let go of your plan, you allow whatever it is that's meant to unfold, be unfolded with ease and grace. And I use those words, ease and grace, because I learned that I do have skills, I do have gifts, I do have talents, I, I, I have a wonderful story to be able to share, but I'm also not my story at the same point, that there is that I'm just, I'm just this, this, this witnessing observer of something really cool and amazing that's actually been happening over the course of the past umpteen years. And also not being afraid of what people may say, because I think that there's an old default system that's in place of if you share your story, will people judge you? Will you feel that you will be reliving the quote unquote hurt and pain and trauma beforehand? And you get to that point I mentioned before in that tipping point, Amanda, where you know that you are not your story, you are just the, 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 the witnessing observer, and you can just share it with confidence. You can share it with compassion. So, you know, I, one, of the, one of the things that I can share with your listeners, especially if, if you're an empath or you're a light worker, spiritual entrepreneur, and whatever term that you wish to use, is to not be afraid of your power to be able to harness it now only for the greater good and acknowledge the fact you talk about, and this kind of gets into the second part of what, what I wanted to mention to your question is, is that when you allow yourself to both give and receive, let's go back to Wayne if we could. Before he transitioned, he was in the city of San Francisco, I believe, and he took out $5,000 from an ATM. And he was just randomly giving money to people in the streets. So Wayne had helped me realize that money and finances are just an energy. In order to do what it is that you came here to do, you have to be able to do things authentically and come from a perspective of integrity and alignment, but you also have to be able to allow yourself to acknowledge your value and acknowledge your worth. Michael Beckwith has talked about for years, how can we be the light of the world if we can't pay our own light bill? Thing that many empaths and light workers have this old school paradigm belief system and mindset of slavery instead of serving others. And a lot of the stuff we've been able to, uh, to that ish, as our friend uh, Heather Christian would say, that ish, we've been able to move through and clear out. So when you allow yourself to be open, 
that's what it boils down to, at least just in my personal perspective, as well as working with clients. When you allow yourself to be open, when you allow yourself to be, and I use the term respectfully, a channel to allow God, spirit, the universe to flow through you, to do the internal work, to follow the action steps, to just trust your internal guidance. You're opening yourself up more and more. It may sound like, again, like another cliche, but I feel life can be like a Disney movie. Like I just spent my 37th birthday a few days ago watching the uh, the musical Aladdin, which came to the Shays Performing Arts Center here in Buffalo, New York. And, it, you know, some people, if they're going through some harsh stuff, they might be like, yeah, Disney movie, right, John? I'm going through this, 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 and this. How, how can life be rewarding as of right now? Acknowledge the fact that, and this is also coming to me, if I may share briefly, that wherever you are right now on your path, it's not permanent. It's just a part of your story. It's not your life. It's, it, it's your current experience that you're actually going through. And when you learn whatever it is that you're meant to learn from that, the universe will bump you up to that next upgrade, that next energy level, that next uh, level of health, the next level of wellness, the next level of money and abundance, the new clients. It really all boils down to just keeping yourself open on all levels. Amanda. Amen. Amen. And that feels like such a, uh, a beautiful uh, summary and encapsulation of, I mean, really what this, this journey looks like and um, everything from we are not our stories and yet um, we can, there is power and there is a difference to be made in others' lives when we can share that from an open, authentic, non-attached, healed yep. perspective. And I think that's also really key that you were starting to um, you know, I think you know that, and I think you were starting to kind of point to that, right? That these stories um, are not who we are. And I think it's important to remember that. And of course, from that place, we begin to see um, that really we can live a Disney movie and we do begin. And that doesn't mean everything is, you know, birds chirping and rainbows because in every good Disney movie, there is also, I mean, there is also the the villain, quote unquote, or the hardship or the heartache at some point, right? Um, and yet the idea is it doesn't have to be so hard. And I think you, you again, summarized and talked about a lot of that really well or included a lot of that in what you said. Uh, what I love to do now is before we transition to the next piece of this uh, interview, not in our transition of lives yet, uh, I would like to, or experience of life, I would love to say, is there anything else around this topic that that is just, you know, really being uh or is urging to come through you right now in terms of sharing your story with an open heart or anything that we've talked about thus far to really get very clear on where it is that what it is that you want to do where it is that you want to be able to go ideally if if you know let's play the quote-unquote devil's advocate if as the result of sharing your story Whatever that may necessarily look like, whether it be if you are a first-time author or if you are you're moving through fears to write your second book or your third book or you want to be a speaker. I mean, even I've, I've seen with people that I've worked with that are extremely skilled and gifted and talented that have been in this sort of realm for years, and it's kind of like you know they'll still have some of that ish stuff come up. So just really ask yourself, you know, what's the worst that could happen? And to just kind of, you know, Wayne also talks about that is that if there's a fear that you have, 
play it out in your mind, but there's a but you don't have to bring that into your earthly reality. And then at the same point, do the exact opposite. Like what's the very best that could happen? And to really hold that vision, Wayne talks about through through one of his uh, final books before his transition, and he talks about encouraging people and reminding people to live as if whatever it is that they want is already here. Now, again, that may be necessarily difficult if you're, you know, if you're navigating through homelessness right now and you see at some point in time that you're going to be, you know, coming into vast wealth. It may be really difficult for you to be able to say, okay, I'm going to hold that vision, Wayne. It's right here. But that if you really allow yourself to be able to believe that that is your reality, detaching the end results, acknowledging the fact that if this is meant to happen, I think that um, uh, Abraham and Esther and Jerry Hicks talk about the rocket launches of desire. You put those out consistently. Universe knows exactly what it is that is in your heart that you want to manifest this lifetime. Those prayers have been heard. Now it's a matter of just going about your regular day, listening to the, your, your own internal guidance system, the messages that you actually hear. And I really feel that life can be easier if you allow that to be able to happen. So I think that the, the main point that's coming to me is, is to just allow whatever it is that you want to be birthed. Be in that feeling. Be in that emotional state. And allow yourself to be able to attract from there. I, I feel, and this is this is the case, and I say this with full, um, with extreme gratitude and 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 uh, and thankfulness beyond words. It seems like for me that the things that I spent so much time chasing and pushing and trying to force to happen, they're just happening now. And now it's like, okay, this is cool, but. You, you get to that point where you, you, you manifest, you know what doesn't feel good, and you know what does feel good. So it's just a combination. You know, that you, both you and I, Amanda, have shared quite an extensive amount of information in such a short period of time. Whatever it is that – and this is one of the things that I've also learned from Wayne. I think this is, this is a good buffer as we transition into in the next part of our conversation. What, if there is 10% of what we're sharing that resonates with you, write down that 10%. Go with that 10%. If 90% of it resonates, great. But Amanda and I are just open channels. We're sharing our stories right now. We're sharing this wonderful conversation with the hopes and the intentions that whatever it is that you're moving through, you realize that it's not permanent, that you did come here with skills and gifts and talents to be able to share, and that there's the support that's there too. So let me just mention this briefly to Amanda, if I may, to, to be mindful of the time of our conversation, is, is that you would ask the universe to be able to assist you in terms of spreading awareness on your work that you're doing as, as an author, as a teacher, as a radio show host, helping other authors, and somehow you manifested me. And same thing in terms of the work that I've been doing in terms of, you know, healing with the feminine, uh, to be able to uh, work with those who are really uh, have a very strong connection to be able to share their stories with the world. Uh, and, and you, your, your, your book in, in your Becoming series is, is so deep on so many levels, just based on the simplicity of you and your message. So we manifested each other. So to just acknowledge the fact that there is the support, 
we may think that we need, as Matt Kahn of Hay House says, we need to have this $5 million check from the infant baby Jesus delivered on our doorstep. That's not the case. Start off with what you have. Do what it is that you know that it is that you, that you can do it at this point and ask for help. Ask for the – if you're an author, ask for that social media person or ask for that publicist or if – it doesn't even have to be from that perspective, whatever that necessarily means to you. If you're going through a divorce and you need uh, some sort of a therapist, ask for the right therapist to come into your life. Um, if you're learning to manage money really for the first time in your life, ask for um, you know maybe the right book to come into your life that can give you some good ideas to be able to go about doing that. It's also about allowing yourself to ask to receive. It's kind of like I'm getting that little circular graphic where it's it just really goes back all to the same to the same word of trust, Amanda. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Trust. And then, of course, yes, to ask is or to, to give is to receive. And so it's, it's that endless loop to your point. So the more we can practice asking and receiving, the more we have to give because it is one and the same and an eternal loop. And we need to have that open. And the trust is what allows that flow and that cycle, I believe, to be there. There are a bajillion more things we could talk about, and I could have gone off on about three more tangents, and we'll keep those for the next time we get to talk in this way. Um, but for now, yes, take what landed, take the piece of inspiration that um, carried you through, if it was a name, a book, a resource, a phrase, a cliche, something, and allow that to to take you to the next place and the next and the next. And so with that, I will be asking Jonathan really what his uh, sources of inspiration are. And my first question is of each of my guests, um, and I'll, I love these questions because they, they are always varied and different and sometimes surprising and sometimes not. But my first question is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? I think I mentioned Wayne's name <laughs> probably about half a dozen times in such a short period of time. Um, his, I, I was blessed beyond words to connect with his daughter, Serena, several years ago. Uh, we have a, one of many similarities, Amanda, is that I, I hosted a health, wellness, and spiritual-based podcast called Soul Luminous Radio and was uh, so uh, appreciative of the opportunity to connect with like Anita Morjani, uh, Serena, Serena's sister, Wayne's other daughter, Sky Dyer, uh, James Von Prague, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, when, when my spiritual awakening really began shortly after the transition of my grandmother nearly five years ago, like I was up in the spiritual ethers. I, I had a lot, a lot of work that it is that I needed to do, but all these people were coming into my life, right? And I'm like, like I, I kind of was absorbing that information. Like when we first started awakening, we're just like, um, uh, we're just uh, fascinated with the information and the content, but then we got to ground that. We got to go back inside our bodies and we got to deal with that stuff, right? The ish, the emotional stuff, because that's really the only way to be able to, uh, to do what it is you came here to do is to be able to ground all of that and to integrate that. So Wayne is a huge source of inspiration for myself. Um, a gentleman that I had the opportunities to, to work with, if I may share briefly about him, his name is Robert Tremblay. Uh, he is the uh, best-selling author of the book, 20 Seconds. Uh, Robert gave me an opportunity after I had left the world of collections uh, and I finished up chemotherapy, uh, which is only just for a couple of months. 
uh, Robert gave me an opportunity to promote his book, which talked about his near-death experience and how everything dissolved in that near-death experience he had, I believe, cancer, pneumonia, several things, including end-stage AIDS. He had many, many different health issues. He led a very fast life for a long period of time. And in the NDE, he came out of the other end, and it all dissolved. Now, Robert, uh, one of the, the reasons why Robert's story sticks out is that he had, I believe, like a quarter of an immune system. And he went through so much and the, the love that he shared with his wife, Carol, such a fascinating book that I recommend for, for, for all of your listeners. It's 20 seconds. Um, he believes that the love of his wife saved his life. And I remember, you know, just the, the connection that I have with some of my clients uh, on, on an emotional level, uh, uh, can can run very deep in a very spiritual perspective. Not necessarily with everyone, but I remember when Robert was here. Um, I believe it was last year, if I'm not mistaken, and we shared a very touching moment at my grandmother's gravesite. And uh, you know, Robert's been battling some recent health challenges again, and we had a very profound, um, a very profound moment with one another. And uh, I know that whenever he does make his transition, that I'm going to have another guardian angel. And I know that my grandmother will be welcoming him when he transitions to heaven. Um, so I, I'm just in, in a state of perpetual gratitude because every single person that we come across in some way, shape, or form, I just people that I've maybe known for just a glimmer have been inspirations for myself. You know, people that maybe didn't realize the kind of impact that they made on my life. I've, I, I've seen this in the work that I've done. I've seen this just in my own life. And you never know how that, how a simple smile or just asking someone how they're doing or just a compassion listening ear, it can transform someone's day. It can shift their week or honestly speaking, it can save their life. So um, Wayne is Wayne is definitely a top list. Um, also, one other individual, briefly, if I may, his name is Dennis DePaulo. He is the owner of a well-known uh, restaurant here in the Buffalo area by the name of Elio DePaulo's. His father was a very famous professional wrestler, traveled all around the world, settled down in Buffalo about 50 years ago, and they opened up a pizza shop. And uh, Elio knew the importance of uh, not letting people go hungry. So he taught, he established many community ties within the Buffalo area. Um, he unfortunately, Elio, uh, was killed as the result of being struck by a car about 25 years ago. Uh, they've given Dennis has given so much time and energy and money to various children's charities in the Buffalo, New York area. I I was introduced to Dennis through my time as the co-host or as the host and founder of the Monday Night Mayhem Wrestling Radio Show, which I was blessed to do for nearly 12 years. And Dennis introduced me to the folks at Children's Hospital. And they have a child life department in all children's hospitals, which is where they bring in athletes and wrestlers and musicians. And they all play together with the kids. It's kind of like, you know, creating emotional support for the kids that are going through dialysis, oncology treatments, as well as recovering from surgeries. And Dennis was a father figure and still is. He saved my life on on, on many levels, just by being himself, just by believing in me. And Dennis was the inspiration for what is my end goal. You know, this, this publicity work for me is, is wonderful right now. And as I'm moving forward from here, I'm, I'm opening up space to work with 
uh, more children's authors, as well as those mothers and fathers who have lost children, who are sharing their story and their son or their daughter's courageous journey, putting it in the form of a book to help those families that are healing from their grief. So my end goal is to open up a children's wellness center for terminally ill children called Walking Each Other Home, where you bring in that same environment and element of the child life department, and it basically creates this end-of-life experience of where you're being in heaven before going to heaven. So how this ties into your question, Amanda, it's just interesting how just the simplest of inspirations, like a Wayne Dyer or a Dennis DiPaolo or a Robert Tremblay, can completely shift the course of your existence and propel you to what it is that you actually came here to do. I couldn't have said that better myself. That's absolutely right. So thank you for that. My second question is, what place or activity is most inspiring to you right now? Mm, that's deep. Um, I, I actually was just, uh, I, I want to give a, a little shout out to my friend, Courtney Amundsen, who is the author of the wonderful book, Teachings from God. She's kind of like a pint-sized, 20-something-year-old version of Eckhart Tolle, like filled with so much knowledge and love. And she recommended Spring Force Qigong. There's this gentleman by the name of Master Lin, um, who's worked with like over 100,000 people around the world and helped them in their own emotional, spiritual, financial, and physical healing. And I just began the Qigong about like three weeks ago. And out of any of the things that I've actually ever done over the course of my life, like this feels the most transformational. It feels like it's, 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 it's for me. So Qigong is one of my happy places. Uh, there is an area in the uh, Buffalo area called Glen Falls. It's kind of like a little mini version of Niagara Falls. Uh, and that's also one of my happy places. And uh, I, I really start to resonate more with, more with animals now. Just one of the most incredible experiences that I, made, that I had recently was uh, a vacation that I took to the New York City, New Jersey area. And there is a farm, I believe, in the uh, Carmen, New Jersey area. I think if I'm uh, pronouncing it correctly. Uh, it's called the uh, Adelstate Farms where they have um, homemade ice cream, a sunflower patch, and you can feed the animals. And I met this little baby goat. Uh, it really wasn't a baby goat. It was a little older. But this goat named Francis, and he was just eating carrots for me. And it was like, go back to what we talked about earlier, just like the simplest of things. So I encourage all of your listeners out there, you know, trips are nice, like going to foreign destinations and, you know, staying in luxurious hotels. You know what? That's awesome. You know, going shopping and for a nice $1,000 shopping spree, that's great too. But you don't necessarily need to have that all the time. Just the simplest things like, you know, going for a walk or meditating or being in nature or being in the happy place of doing your Qigong. Um, so, I got a, so I got a couple things that come to mind as I actually share that. That's awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, this last question, I'll be curious if it is difficult or easy for you because um, I'm always curious if it stumps my, my guests, but it is what book has served as inspiration for you on your journey? Anita Morjani's Dying to Be Me. That book was given to me by uh, my first teacher on the path that I'm on now. And it talks about how Anita believes that fear caused her cancer and that she did all the right things. She, you know, ate organic, you know, all the things to prevent yourself from getting cancer, eating, eating from glass, eating organic and doing the meditation and all that. But it was her fear. It was her fear. She was in this perpetual state of fear and she believes that that caused her cancer. And it was like a wake up call. 
And literally days before that experience had actually happened, when the when the urologist had actually given to me, he kind of said, hey, John, here you go. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> um, I was at a self-love workshop um, with Anita several days prior. And there was this, you know, one woman that was literally standing right in front of me. And she says, Anita, you know, I've done all these things and I'm still kind of navigating through this. And Anita stopped him and said, just love yourself. Just love yourself. <laughs> just just love yourself. And I'm like, so again, like just, it, it, it doesn't take that diagnosis. You don't need to get into a car accident or have a heart attack. It doesn't need to get to that point. By taking the time to be open and compassionate and to forgive yourself and to not beat the crap out of yourself. It's, it's also taking the time to celebrate. That's another message that's coming to you, just to celebrate really how far that you've come, that you have overcome so much in terms of difficulties, problems, troubles, whatever you want to classify it as. And that it really is the time to birth the new, the creation of the new. You know, we, 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 we talked about beforehand the whole uh, perspective of what's in it for me. When you allow yourself to be of service to other people, it's so interesting how that what's in it for me is taking care of even greater than you can actually realize. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan. And thank you for so many nuggets of wisdom and inspiration and channeled guidance and everything that you've shared, including your own story. And thank you for those listening and really opening your heart to the message that you were here to receive to the words that are here to inspire you to either share your story or to take that next step and really broaden your reach or, or extend um, the, the song that is within you and, and to evolve that forward. And remember, starting with those small steps, it doesn't have to be grandiose. It can be very perceivingly small and it can be very intimate, but to be doing that work each and every day. And again, you can be amazed at what can occur not only within a year, but even within a day. Just to, just to mention one other thing, I just actually wanted to, to part with some, some words of wisdom. Uh, and I use the term wisdom because I, I, I've set an intention for this to come not from me, to really to come from my heart, but to come from a higher space, from, from source, from God. There's many people that are listening to this, to this podcast, this, this radio show that may feel frustrated or stressed or tired that want to throw in the towel and give up on themselves, give up on their dreams. And I had many opportunities to do that. Many, many, many opportunities to, you know, go back to the corporate sector, to um, try something new. And it was interesting because, you know, there were several times where, you know, I, you know, put in some resumes and things along the lines of that, and for whatever reason, you know, didn't get the callbacks. And I knew after, you know, doing this work for nearly four years, which I've been blessed to do, that there still was something to this. And, and I really took the time to, to process all of what it was that I had learned integrate that as well to to get to this point so i i i share this because whatever your dream is whatever your goal is whatever your ambition is whatever your desire is even if it's simply just taking the time to get to that next part of your life even if you don't know what that is you don't know what that dream or that goal or that ambition is 
do not give up. There are so many people out there that care about you more than you realize. Every single person that you need, every single dollar that you need to, to accomplish whatever it is that you, that you came here to do, it's there. So I, I just wanted to, to share this from my heart to just really not give up. And if, if you know someone who is going through something as of right now, for, forward on this podcast, it can simply, you know, we always ask ourselves, what can we do? What can we do? I've got a list of different things. How can I, how can I help? Put out this podcast online, share it on Facebook, Twitter. This isn't just about getting Amanda's message out there or, you know, working with me as a client at Empowered Publicity. There's a deeper story that's at play. There's a deeper meaning to all of this. As I like to say, we're just walking each other home. Ram Das is also one of my biggest inspirations as well, by the way. Mm -hmm. There's something deeper that's happening as of right now. And so I, I encourage all of you to, to, to not give up, to not die with your music still in you, to realize that, it, that it's time to move forward. It's time to listen. It's time to receive. It's time to open up. It's time to love unconditionally. It's time to allow your, your, your life to be that Disney movie that you only thought was just in a fairy tale. And your life can and will transform into whatever it is that it's actually meant to be. Yes, and I can certainly attest to that, um, that we, we are given many opportunities to, to jump ship or to bail out. And, um, and we sometimes wonder why it isn't happening faster or sooner. And that can be sometimes our greatest enemy to uh, sharing our stories and, and singing our songs because it doesn't always happen in the time frame we think. And that doesn't mean it won't happen. And I can, I am a living testament to that. I am still a living testament to that in terms of where I'm at on my journey. So uh, thank you for that, those words of encouragement and inspiration. I think that's true for each and every one of us. Um, that music dies because often, maybe it's not that we didn't know what it was, but we didn't have the patience to, to allow it to come forth in the time frame it was going to take to come forth. So that is where the trust and the surrender become essential. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Yes, um, these are here to walk each other home. And thank you for saying that. That is what this show is here for. Uh, that is what Jonathan is on this, on this earth plane for. And if you have any desire, of course, to reach out to him in some other way to say thank you, to hear more about what he does, to work with him potentially, please do so. I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can find him at empoweredpublicity.com um, or on Facebook at Empowered Publicity. And of course, I, I will have his name listed. So look him up, uh, reach out. And, and if nothing else, share this with someone else who you think could benefit from the inspiration today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Jonathan, for being here and sharing yourself with us. It has been a divine pleasure. Thank you, Amanda. Grateful for you and grateful for everything that you've done for me over the course of the past year. And I look forward to what lies ahead on this journey for us both. And to all those listening, until next time, many blessings. <laughs>